is now we're live. Didn't talk from <laughs> Kyle. <it. laughs> Free show. Um, so anyway, Kyle, before we even get into any or PKN episode, uh, <laughs> we're on to uh, Kyle. Before we started, you said you had the best Halloween next year concept that you have to get out now lest it's, someone it's just, else it's going to be the trendiest it. thing right the the zombie princess leia costume oh my gosh no no zombie it's going to be princess leia she's, uh, you know how it they have good. like all the, the jedi and like the blue light yes that's, <laughs> gonna her like it, that's one Christmas version of it where she's just the force <laughs> because she was supposed to be a force user though she got a little plump so they just didn't get to that this time around in this most recent film so, so it would make sense if you if she came back as the blue glowy uh, the apparition. That does but, make uh, but I think just a straight up zombie in no, the Leia not. costume is the way I to go. I think it'd be neat if if in the credits they gave a little like you know you'll be missed. Will the force be with you? Oh, but they of course have they to will. use hot Leia for that. Not well, not, well they have to use Leia. Not that like that. Not the, not the picture of her graying and chubby like eating a Twizzler. No, the bikini caught shot off guard at Comic Con. She needs to be in the golden bikini. And it has to be like we'll we'll always miss, you'll always be in our thoughts, right? With a box of napkins on the side. Yeah, yeah. you know, like, just me. When, you about, when you think about Kirk Douglas, you're supposed to think about him. Like when he dies, you're supposed to think about you know, as he's riding that chariot. He's in good shape. He's got a good fifties body. Fifties solid, not chin. You can tell he's in decent shape body. You don't want to see a hundred and three year old. Screaming at door jams and mistaking people for you know bits of furniture like you wouldn't want that. No, nobody wants to be remembered that way. Like if, I, if they take a picture of me and put it in an obituary in the newspaper when I die, I will be so fucking pissed if I'm like 82 and they take the one of me like with that half eye closed to death where it's like, oh, there's oh, Taylor. He doesn't know he's there. A Do you shot think of you he drunk off your ass from PKA 141. I'm just like, ah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it would be oh, some just like that on my license, like a, the, like a bad double chin angle or something. What's but your phone, would, Kyle? I have uh, I have like a couple of uh, memes of Taylor uh, freaking out on Lefty. One of them is a gif of him going, "Ah, fuck you, you!" <laughs> and it, that just repeats over. And then the other one is just a, a, a screenshot with text, and it says, and it's like Lefty saying, "Like, well, uh, you know, I, I think you're a nice fellow, Taylor. I'm glad you were able to come on tonight." And then then, then Taylor come back with, "Fuck you, you cunt." This <laughs> is something like that. Oh, funny yeah. meme. I still feel bad. I could never talk to him again without prefacing every conversation with like, hey, man, I'm real sorry about that again. Like, <laughs> my, and he was so Ooh, cool about easies. it. Though. Oh, your shoes. Nice. Hold them up closer. What? So these are the Yeezys. Yes. For $25 or $35. $20. 20 I've oh. seen nurses wear very similar footwear. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Shoes like in the ER with blood getting everywhere, you know. You know, I, I I looked at these and I was like, wow, that's a bad knockoff. And then I looked at a picture of the real one closely. It's pretty fucking close. He just made some ugly shoes. That, that, that's all that happened to you. Michelin on it, huh? <laughs> good year, good year, good year. <laughs> good year makes souls. I paid the extra bucks. They should. Yeah. Good they year. should. They're known for their. Uh, this is like a Goodyear welted construction or something like that. That's supposed to be highly regarded. I'm not an expert in work boots, but that's what I've heard. So, so the Yeezys. You said, what's your opinion of them so far? Um, you just think they're kind of ugly shoes. 
Yeah, they're just ugly, sh- ill-fitting uh, shoes. You know, uh, they're. I wouldn't wear them outside the house. I don't think they're very thin material. If, if these were to ever get splashed with like a mud puddle, it would immediately be like wearing socks that were soaked or something. Like it <laughs> like dissolve. I was gonna yeah, think they dissolve like they were made from sugar. That's where I thought he was going on that. Oh, there's enough glue in here to keep me afloat for uh, at least like ten thousand years before this shit comes apart. You, when you like put them near your face and smell. It's like new car smell times a hundred. There's so much industrial glue in there, and it, it there's like two or three different ones. It's a real foul chemical odor. That well, these do you shoot. do you think that the factory making them? I mean, they probably have regulations that keep a safe amount of glue, right? Yeah, yeah. They um, they I know they don't allow anyone to jump out the windows there anymore. They got their nets in. Uh, well, they just got rid of windows altogether. Bars. Ah, the darkness is much more conducive to a twenty-four hour work clock. I've heard. You know, you you get them on a uh, a uh, an artificial light cycle, and yeah. you can really work them hard. Then, yeah, just to keep them in the dark. It's like Star Trek. Yeah, I I I'll take your word for it. It didn't come in a box. It came in. The, it was just double bagged, and the first bag had all this uh, like Chinese writing all over it. Um, and, what, did, uh, you, did it have a, a translation, or they didn't even take it no, to that step? No, no, there was just Chinese writing all over. There was, it, it, was, it was a Chinese bag. There was a little lead powder on it that kept <laughs> it from sticking from the bag that it was removed from. That's how they do things so there. a low-quality, inexpensive product from China? Go figure. Yeah. You know, what the, you know what the most awful part about this whole thing that I learned was? Because like, like, these are like, if you could find a deal, you can get these for like $1,700. <laughs> But like they're selling for like twenty three hundred dollars right now, and then I, I looked into it, um, and I don't want to disparage anyone who bought the shoes. If you're making three hundred thousand dollars a month, go for it. I know, I know you probably are. But the 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 real ones are made in China. The real two thousand dollar shoes are fucking made in China, and that's outrageous to me because I definitely understand like, ah, uh, yeah, it's it's. It's nineteen percent cheaper to make things in China. It just right. makes sense. That one, it's a two thousand dollars sneaker, fucking Kanye. Yeah. Like, like make it's those probably like a million times. Like, why not? You could pay a bunch of like white people to make your shoes if you're selling for two grand a pop. They could, you could have an artisan craftsman in there with a beard down to here, like mm-hmm. hand stitching this shit if you really wanted to make the best shoe there was. Yeah, but there's no reason to do that when the shoe itself looks exactly like every other sixty dollars shoe at these are Finch made Line. down the block from the real ones. The factory workers know each other. They're probably—it's—it's absur- it's probably made on the same machines. They just use shittier material. Don't try. You know, the, yes, exactly. It's—it's it's, <laughs> well, it's probably not made on the same machines, but it's—it's it's definitely similar oh, people. I mean, like I know the people like... who work in that factory hate everybody who works in the real factory because the real factory is like all Chinese factories. China are China in there. Like there is good stuff that's made in China. It's just good what knockoffs if, aren't made in what China. If there was a, what, I should have forged a help me note like, like right here and be like, holy shit. He speaks fucking, English. Yeah. Fucking Hop Sing wants out. Yeah. Like, they've have done that ever, before. I, I got, uh, when I was like 15, I got, I, I hey. really loved The Simpsons and I wanted all of the seasons on DVD for The Simpsons and they didn't sell them all at the time and you couldn't just torrent them is easy and so i had my grandma like you know will you buy me the simpsons if you can find them anywhere and she's like okay she ordered them from china because the only place you could get a seasons one to 15 of the simpsons box set was china and it came and it did that thing that foreign knockoffs do where the cover it looked 
so much like Homer and so much like Marge, but that was not Homer and Marge on the cover. <laughs> like he had like little beady like Japanese eyes and uh, like wasn't quite as fat, a little more fit. And it didn't say like the Simpsons. It just said like, <laughs> what was it? Like a Simpson town or like <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Where And then it was a complete fucking crapshoot with these menus. Like I'd be like, oh, I want to watch season five, the Cape Fear episode. That's a really funny one. And I put yeah. that in. And it was a com completely up in the air. One disc you'd put in, oh, an English menu, thank God. Okay, I'm going to go through these. I'm going to play this episode. Next one you put in, all Chinese, 100% in Chinese. You play an episode, it's like, I'll just see what, you know, these weird symbols equals. And then the episode just starts playing in Chinese with English subtitles. And it's like, this isn't even consistent with the other seasons that I've purchased. <laughs> like, I, I, I am very familiar with the Simpson Town, and this is not how this show <laughs> works. But um, it was, it was I, don't, I lost it eventually in a move, but God, I wish I had that collector's box of Simpson Town with <laughs> fucked up Homer and March on the, the cover. Whole season of Korean Futurama mixed in for some odd reason. Yeah, Bender just shows up just <laughs> <laughs> with Asian oh. eyes. Homer, <laughs> oh, that's a little more Japanese. But I, yeah, I need new shoes. So this is what I wear in the summertime. I have like Sperry's, like boat shoes, if you can picture that. Not the leather kinds, but they're like canvas top and a flat white sole. You, you mm -hmm. picture these? Yeah. And they Very seem well. to go well with shorts, and I, I wear these, like, ankle-high socks and stuff. It seems reasonable. But in the winter, under jeans, they look gay. They're like a mm -hmm. weak shoe if, if you're wearing long pants. What the hell do you wear with long pants? I, I don't want, going? like, a, a belt, you know, the, the mall. Well, if there's a chance you're going to step in mud or, like, dog shit along the way, then you got to have some sort of, like brown boot i think that that mixes somewhere between casual and formal but if you're going somewhere like if you go to dinner or something i like mm -hmm. like a, a a black leather like almost dress shoe with like a square toe but not so square that i look like some sort of like cowboy or or something weird not like a, a square I'm toe with like something that that you could polish almost like with the shine yeah uh, but i wouldn't polish them i don't know if i, I just I swear, I feel like there's a category of shoe that I'm just not tapping so what, into. So what would you, let's say that you and Jackie are going out mm -hmm. for a, a nice dinner. You know, not super, super nice, but nice enough that she's going to put on like a shirt that she doesn't wear as often. What kind of shoes are you wearing? Like describe her outfit. best cape. She's her got her finest cape, cape on, you know, <laughs> fluttering in the breeze. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? She's looking heroic, you know. Um... Shucks, I don't know. If I wear jeans, I, I would probably, in a scenario like that where I'm going to step up the dress a little bit, I have these like suede, I, I want to call them Dukes or something. I, what the hell are they called? Dukes. Suede shoes. I'm, I'm hunting for them. And a pair of Dukes size 11. They don't make them anymore. It would be just tried. I just tried because I'm looking up shoes to send you like a reference family. one for what I like to wear. Yahoo is such a bad search engine. I didn't realize I was using it for a second. <laughs> I typed in Colhan.com because I'm like, what the fuck's going on with this search engine? This isn't how you search engines work. Didn't come up on the first page. Colhan.com does not reveal Colhan.com in Yahoo. <laughs> Had to go to Google to get to Colhan.com. Because I didn't know if Colhan.com was the actual website. So if I were um, going to someplace nice-ish, I'd wear a shoe like that. Right? Uh, if you people don't know, it's G.H. Bass Men's Proctor Suede Oxfords. Maybe if that means anything to you. 
But I feel like that's a little... T- I'm looking for something I can wear more often. You know? Something you wear to California Pizza Kitchen. Something you wear to the if, mall. If you, wear, if you wear something like this... It's a Kohan black Oxford shoe or something. Uh, but yeah, what you just linked is good. I just The one I linked is a little nicer. And so you can take it actually formal. But if you wear dark straight leg jeans, it looks really good in that too. And women pay so much attention to shoes. Like it's a must if you're trying to get laid that you don't go out in some giant, you know, Air Max sneaker. This is why Jackie's been dressing you like this for years. <laughs> That's why I wore mandals, so no one would. She's have been me. running a whole counterintelligence operation <laughs> you were unaware of. Ah, the more risky things Woody does, the more attractive he gets to other women. Mm. Now he's got a motorcycle. I've got to put some moccasins on that man's feet. <laughs> he shows that he's brave, and he can afford to have fun. Hmm. If I get some mandals for him, though, and only graphic tees, then I might be able to hold on to him. You know. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I, I, I totally feel you though. Like my my big ugly sneaker um, collection is immense. That I just have like so many big ugly sneakers, and none of them look good enough to wear out to gap, a decent dinner. Something should fill the gap between that and like the more formal thing that you might wear to something nice. Maybe I don't. Do you have a gap there, Kyle, for what you'll wear? Because I just go if I'm wearing sneakers, if it's doing something out and about that I don't need to impress or. Mm. Kind of dress shoes with straight like leg dark jeans. on this. That's a that's a winter shoe I could wear with jeans. Skechers USA men's segment Dorton Chelsea boot. Um, I like I I don't know I I always wear jeans. I don't have a pair of shorts. So like everything I've got, I, I just picture all of these things with different kinds of pants around them, and they all look good in my head. Yeah, it's really really hard. Like there's you you will never find a pair of shoes that looks good when you're wearing shorts unless like it's a boating shoe where it's but, like oh that's a situation where you'd wear a boating you're on a and even then don't do it unless you're on a boat idiot you look like an asshole and your feet smell terrible like the reason that your feet oh you're talking about the leather wet, ones yeah the leather ones like you need that sea air around you to dry your feet out <laughs> it's that palatable like i have friends and it's like we live in fucking missouri dog you can't be wearing boat shoes in august in my house and don't you fucking take those things off or I'm going to have to get some sort of biological enzyme breaking down Febreze (laughs) to hit all the areas that you walked in but um this is the kind of thing I wear with shorts a lot I don't know if it's great but that that is a pair of shoes that go with shorts and with pants I guess because pants you can wear anything with pants In, in my opinion under jeans they look a little soft man like I don't know. Kyle's, on the other hand, they're 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 man's shoes. They... I, I like all these that I've sent. Um, maybe slightly different scenarios, but I don't know. I, I like a I like a shoe that looks like a, an adult shoe. I guess is what I'm picturing. Um, then I'm kind of walking a fine line between an actual work shoe and a dress shoe. Yeah. 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 I, I like. Here's one for you that's kind of in the middle. Steve Madden, he, uh, I assume he's pretty good. I mean, his name's on the shoe. <laughs> that one's not my cup of tea, and I'm not sure. What is chucka-ing? Do you need a special boot to go chucka-ing? I think chucka chuka boot. This, this chuka. style of boot, like this, uh, I don't know, this style of boot. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look into what, what chuka means. Uh, I'm curious now. 
Yeah. We probably need a new topic, and it is time. What for you don't think talk. selecting your new your new shoes is what? is what this whole PKA no, hey, is you know dedicated what? to? Uh, most of our audience are most of our audience are young guys, and if you talk to girls, an area where every guy fucks up dressing themselves is shoes most of the time because guys will be like, oh man, I got these new dope basketball shoes that are all bright colored and they clash with everything, but it gives me attention. All my guy friends say, those are sick. And like you go out and women look at that and they're like, oh, that's really nice. Like it looks like Ronald McDonald yacked on your shoes, idiot. Like you couldn't get a nice pair of darker, more muted. Like, oh, that guy's got nice brown, you know, patent leather shoes. Oh, he's got a nice brown belt. He's he's matching. He's someone who I could take over to my parents' house and not show up and be like, oh, oh, the the Avengers T-shirt, huh? Like, oh, you know, this is the first time you're meeting them, right? Big Thor supporter, I see. Yeah, good big, man, good man. My little girl's gonna oh, need that. My dad's a little bit traditional. Uh, Maybe, you know? <laughs> what's with this kid? We were on the other side of the Civil War. A <laughs> yeah. hey, chuka boot are uh, they are ankle high leather boots with suede or leather uppers. Leather or rubber soles and open lacing with two to three pairs of eyelets. Okay, so I thought chuka was going to be an activity that those boots were appropriate for, like. Kind of. the The name chuka possibly comes from the game of polo, where the chucker is a period of play. Right. Ah, everybody's writing that down. So mm -hmm. Taylor, <laughs> uh, the Flyers are about to play the Blues tomorrow night. I wish it was on Thursday night so that we could, like, you know, look at it. Together. Kind of watch it at the same time. Yeah, I don't SBK. know. Have an update, see who's ahead, who's behind. Like, is this watch it unfold? So but, I think, as of I think Flyers are probably going to win, and I'm going to say three two. Mm -hmm. No four three. No three two. Blues won't score three without Stasny unless Tarasenko. Like at this point in the year, it we're almost the St. Louis Vladimir Tarasenko's <laughs> because like it's not like if you look at a lot of teams it's like oh you know Sidney Crosby's first in his team in points oh but there's Malkin right behind him or you know Philly oh there's Giroux and then there's Voracek play or I Voracek think and Wayne then Giroux Simmons is leading the team in points no Voracek's leading in points Simmons oh. is leading in goals and so you'll see like oh there's Giroux and Voracek and Simmons and then oh this guy's having a good year too for the Blues it's like holy shit like Tarasenko like playing over point per game like it, the only player in the league like top five in goals and top five in assists and then you're like man this team's shaping up real good let me go to the next guy on the list oh it's a defenseman <laughs> oh it's a defenseman kevin shattenkirk second highest scoring person on the team let's see anybody else have more than 10 goals one guy you got two guys with more than 10 goals and everybody else is like like oh patrick Bergwin, his fourth of the season <laughs> when he scores it's like are you fucking shitting me can someone show up aside from this poor russian guy who signed for like 70 million dollars a year for eight years and he's like i was thinking we would be better by now <laughs> like i i doing my best i am literally he's changing tires only in the parking in lot second place in the entire league and we lose last three unfair <laughs> like just oh that, that can't that has to be so frustrating I know it's frustrating for me, and I'm not even on the team. And if I were that dude on the team, I'm not selfless enough. Like, if I were that guy, I'd be like, hey, everybody, can we be a little more like me out there tonight? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know how I score most games? Just one other person. To pick up the mantle. You know, come on out. <laughs> like, uh, But, yeah, uh, Philly has really impressed me with how good they've been this year overall. And is, it, you, you have to and wait and see, though, because if a team has, like, a huge win streak, sometimes they go on, like, a regressive streak, too. Whereas if you're, like, Chicago and you just have built a very good season, you're less likely, I think, to have, like, a calamitous but, um, fall off. Philly is sending more players than any other team in, 
in the league to the junior world championships. Like that, they they're it's a big Canada. Their farm league is uh, is is the best in the NHL. And I remember my prediction. I was like, Philly's going to do well. And you watch. There's going to be a couple guys, you know, who aren't currently on the team making waves. I'm going to stand by that. There's going to be some call-ups trying to, like, make the, the main squad who just play out of their mind at the second or who knows? this year. Like, maybe Philly could be a buying team. I don't know what their cap situation looks like, but maybe they don't need all those prospects and they can get nab somebody else up and maybe be a team that doesn't just surprise and make the playoffs, but they surprise and go deep. You know, because they're they're on that cusp right now where at the beginning of the season, most Flyers fans were like, they're they're not they're probably not going to make the playoffs. And now looking at them, they're like, they're this is a, a team that's probably going to make the playoffs if they keep playing like this. They're just not going to make it. They're they might get third in the league, not even a wild card entrance. So I hope they do well. It's easy to like them because they're out east until Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> we'll see. Wednesday. But yeah. yeah, that'll that'll be neat. Kyle, well, you follow excited that our teams are playing. Yeah, me too. It'll be fun. I'm gonna watch. I mean, I watch pretty much every game, so I'll end up watching that one too. And uh, I get, oh god, the Blues three times. And this is the last thing I'll say about hockey. Three times in the last, I think, seven or eight games, the Blues have been up two going into the third, or no, have been up two at one point, and then allow five, six, or seven unanswered goals. And it's like that's like if in for anybody who likes the NFL out there, that's like if the Patriots went up. 14 to nothing on the Bills, and then the game ended 121 to 14. <laughs> <laughs> what bothers me about the Blues, like if, if I were a fan, is that their plus minus is negative. Halfway through the season, they've given up more goals than they've scored. And I, I use that plus minus as a measure on how strong the team is. I mean, obviously, win loss matters more, but plus minus is another thing that tells you how things are going, you know, whether they're eking out close wins or getting demolished or what a good team midway through the season like this shouldn't have more goals scored against them. That's yeah, they shouldn't. You can, I mean, there's a reason like most hockey analytics, people don't use plus minus anymore for the reason that you can't actually get good info from it. Like it's, it's, it's actually a thing among hockey analytics people. Like if you say like, but their plus minus is good this year, they'll be like idiot. Like, what are you talking about? Like, that doesn't... And I read an article about well, that's it. What that's what I say about them. <laughs> that's what I say about them. No, no, you. No, you is what I say. I say, hey, hey. Oh, you. Yeah, no. But, like, I, a lot of it comes down to your goalie. Um, Allen has not... Both of our goalies have not been good. They've been bad so far this year. Like, it used to be in the... Like, if you go back to goalies in the 80s, their save percentage was like like Grant Fuhrer at like 88%. They're like, Grant Fuhrer, one of the best in the league. Now, if a goalie has a 91% save percentage, they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you trying to keep this starting job? Huh? Like, because <laughs> Hendrick Lundqvist is over there with 93. Like, like or whatever it is. Dude, but the Flyers, they're sending three goalies out of their farm system to the world championships in the juniors. Well, three. see, I don't, that, that doesn't mean that much because goalies are weird. Like they like they're like that's why they rarely draft top prospects as goalies is because goalie it's so mental you can draft someone accidentally put them this happened with Malcolm Subban uh, the only like or he's I think the only black goalie in the NHL now he uh, his older brother PK Subban plays for the Predators now and he got his first it was two years ago and they're like Malcolm Subban's gonna get his first start he's supposed to you know be this new goalie that's gonna be great and they were like all right. I guess Boston was thinking, should we start him against St. Louis? At that time, the best team in the league. Or the next night, we could start him against Buffalo. 
who's having a bad season to the point that they're going to break a record for the worst team to ever play an 82-game season. And they started this guy in his first NHL game against the Blues, the best team in the NHL in 2014 at this time. He allowed three goals on five shots, and they pulled him, and he hasn't been back to the NHL. Mm. And so that... They broke it. Three goals on three goals on six shots or three goals on five shots because Rask, the main goalie, was sitting down enjoying a rest, and when he got pulled, you see him get upset, this Finnish guy being like, oh, I want one night off for you to show up and give me a little bit of break, and I have to play goalie again tonight. This is bullshit. And then he skates out there and has another, a terrible game. But, um, yeah, I felt bad for him because it's like I, I empathize with the goalie of like, oh, that poor dude. Like, he got out there and was like, this is my chance. Like, and then the first shot, like, hits his glove, and he drops it, and it rolls behind him. And you have to yeah. be thinking, like, my whole life is collapsing. I, I was just it. watching a, a news story about a, a, a pitcher. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but it's, like, two or three years ago, he, he, he was a rising prospect. He was a young guy, and he, he, they started him in a, uh, a playoff game, and he couldn't hit the fucking strike zone. And he just had a huge, embarrassing, like, meltdown immediately, and he could never pitch again. To the point where he has to go back down to the minors and learn to hit, but now he's back in the major leagues as a position player and he's and he's hitting. So that was the whole news story that you know this this guy had to come back from that and gain yeah, some mental toughness. Cool. And that's that's yeah. another one of those positions though, like where it comes down to you on a team, like goalie, pitcher. I don't know about catcher in baseball if they are more apt to have breakdowns like that, but yeah, pitching it makes sense. It's almost like everybody's the, the not on team one position it. in a team sport. Yeah, it's the one like position there where if something goes egregiously wrong, they they can blame it all on you. Like if you let a terrible goal in or if you throw just the weakest pitch to a great guy and he knocks it out of the park, like they can be like, "Hey, you know, we're a team. We win as a team, we lose as a team, but you did throw that ball to him and he did hit it and <laughs> that he did win." So in the truest sense, we you don't have your own personal win-loss record, but you definitely have an L for this team. <laughs> like that's, like, that's how it, the reality. Quarterback is, you know? is kind of like like they they have a lot of the pressure of winning and losing too. Although it, I don't, know, it still seems like more of a team thing. But yeah, QBs yeah. gets a lot of attention. But yeah, anyway, I, I know you say just won to... the Super Bowl with a terrible performance. You know, I I didn't think mm -hmm. that that that's a good you know, counterpoint. Who, yeah. who did Peyton, Peyton Manning? Manning. Yeah, was he, it actually a terrible? I didn't look at this. Well, I don't know the yeah, thing. Uh, yeah. Statistically, he was like one of the worst performances of a winning QB in like ages. And then people who know football more than me, you know, who could analyze a performance by say looking at the video, said that he didn't play like a quarterback who is good. <laughs> <laughs> or he was like yeah. forty, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Really old. He was the oldest to start. He was definitely the oldest to win a Super Bowl. I don't know if he was the oldest quarterback to ever start one, but yeah, he retired right after. And, and, you know, you don't often get to see guys go out on top like that. I remember when Favre was retiring. I can still picture his last NFL uh, throw, Favre. He missed by a mile. Did he? Missed by a mile. Oh, it, just, just, ah, it was a whole Hail Mary thing down the sidelines. And it, he either overthrew the guy or threw it out of bounds. The big one for me was John Elway. Because <laughs> John Elway won his last game. He won the Super Bowl. And he retired. And it was like, ah. You know, that's a really good team. And he didn't pull a, a Peyton Manning. He played well. He had a good season. He had a good season, and he won the Super Bowl, and he retired. And sure, he was getting to an age where players stopped playing well, and it was probably a good decision. But there, there's no saying he couldn't have won the next year. He might have. Yeah. 
It is crazy how some of these athletes, how old they are. Like, there's that guy in the Major League Baseball, Bartolo Colon, who's morbidly obese, and he's been pitching since, like, 1993, 94, something crazy. Yeah. Like, he's not – he's someone that you wouldn't just walk into uh, a, a store and see them there and be like, that guy's a professional athlete? Man, at first glance, <laughs> I was like, no way. He's a guy that if you walked in and someone said, hey – that's Greg. He has a serious eating problem, and he drinks way, way too much. And they'd be like, oh, man, that poor dude. Like, yeah, I can see all that age on him. Man, like, that's so sad. Who's he play like, for? Like, look at how he's dressed. Uh, I think he plays for the Mets, right? Okay. Maybe? Yeah, I just looked up uh, fat MLB player. <laughs> and and there he is. He's there a lot. He's kind of the, leading the image search. He's the, he's the flagship fat MLB guy. Yeah. Poster boy there is for a guy MLB from the Texans who's holding it Meanwhile, down. Uh, did you ever hear the story about Yarmir Yager, the 44-year-old still in the NHL, just became second most, just past Mark Messier. You already know this, buddy. And he, it's single, no kids, 44, spent 25 years in the NHL, 25 years playing professional hockey, and he was sleeping with his porn star. This, like, not, like, real porn star where they're like whoring themselves about like an Instagram porn star where they're like showing ass pictures and everything and she took a picture of herself like mostly naked in a bed with him as he was sleeping and you could see it was Yarmir Yager and she blackmailed him for this it and said like I'm gonna show everybody this picture and they're gonna know that you slept with me unless you give me money and he said go ahead and show everyone and so they put it out there, and the response was just like, Woo, Yager, 44 years old, still in the NHL, still slaying 18-year-old Instagram posts and telling him to say, Fuck it, show everybody. I'll have another one tomorrow. You know, yeah. you know how much money I make? I literally own a team. What he has, he has so he's made so much money. As soon as nobody will sign him in the NHL, he owns a team in the Switzerland professional league. And so he's going to move to Switzerland and be like, you know, I'm the owner of this team and you're God damn it. I'm the first line center. You know? <laughs> I know that? I'm 50. <laughs> yeah, could, I don't know if it's in Switzerland, but he does own a team. So he'll show up over. There. I hope he plays a couple more years. I want to see him get more points than Gretzky has assists just to ruin that stat. <laughs> His teammates all seem to like him. He played for Philly for a while and he seemed more washed up than he does now somehow like he came yeah. back from the khl and he was a little repaired when he played for philly it was like uh you know wish you the best but you know, whatever you can go anywhere you want but you can't stay here yeah yep and he's gone everywhere he wants and now <laughs> florida really likes him so good for him it's yeah. an awesome life to lead yeah hopefully I, it's it's nice when things go well and like like, nobody was hurt along the way. Like, if he was Scott Stevens or something, it'd be like, fuck him. Oh, my God. You know, like, it is a black eye on hockey's history. But, you know, he was just a good guy. Played hockey. Did his thing. No, no yeah. One, everyone likes Yager. Everybody likes Yager. Even though he played for Pittsburgh. Even though he played for Pittsburgh. Kyle, who is someone in baseball, I ask, because, like, who's, like, the guy that everybody loves in baseball? Like they like every you won't hear anybody say a bad word about him because I know everybody like John like Crook. the old days guys will be like oh yeah Stan Musial nobody's ever like oh he was a dick like no it's always like yeah he was a good guy like Stan the man that stuck for a reason you know <laughs> doesn't stand the animal I, I can't think of anybody that really stands out as like some 
some nice guy who's always doing charity. Who's the relief pitcher for Good the Braves? Works. Rocker or something? John Rocker. John yeah. Rocker. That's the guy you're looking for. Yeah, he went on up to G York, and he didn't like what he had to see. <laughs> went on that subway with all them fags and queers. And black people, I think, <laughs> Can as you well. explain this to me? What's, what so happened? John Rocker uh, was a Braves release pay, uh, pitcher. He was John was born and raised not too far from where I live. Um, threw the ball like 104 fucking miles an hour, right? Like, that's why we wanted this guy. We were, we were going to play the Yankees in the World Series that year. This is like 99, uh, something like that. And uh, they get up there, and John Rocker takes a little ride on the subway and didn't like what he saw. And when he was interviewed by, I don't know, The Post or New York Magazine or MLB.com or whatever, he just he was very straightforward and honest about what he didn't like. He called it Jew York. And he didn't like all the blacks and the the, the fags, and mm-hmm. he 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 pulled no punches. And the thing about John was he was a bit of like like when he comes out on the field, like when they call him out to come like save the game, he would come out running from the bullpen straight yeah. across the field, pumped up like like super game face on, like he's coming to fight. He's got he looks like Ronda Rousey, like, like fucking pouting, like he's got a mouth guard in for some reason, like he's pissed, he's pissed coming from the fucking and and so so he comes out at a Yankee Stadium, there's chunking batteries at him and stuff. He doesn't care. He's getting death threats. Uh, we lost the series though. <laughs> we lost the series. Did they, call, did they play John. Wild Thing when he came out? Or am I crazy? No, nah, no, nah, but, but that, that? That, that would have been... I don't think they did. If somebody did that as a bit of a joke, that's funny, because, you know, they, they did it for the Indian... Uh, what's his name? And played for the Indians in the movie. Charlie Sheen. Uh, Charlie Sheen, you know, with the yeah. glasses and everything. Have yeah, the Braves ever won the World Series? 1995 was the last time. Huh. Yeah, I don't um, know that very well. World yeah. Series history. But, but yeah, John Rocker was a cool player. Um, not he, he was entertaining. He was entertaining to watch because you didn't know what you'd get out of him. Uh, you know, and he was super emotional. And the crowd's reaction to him was what was great. Like like it was it was it was cool to see him go up there and like really rile up the New York crowd and like just just be like, I, I came and looked at what you guys have. It's pretty disgusting if you ask me. I hope we get this done in four. <laughs> and that was just kind of his general attitude about going they to New York. Did. Not as lovable I, as uh I think as... we won one game. I know two. Uh, five. Only yeah. Yep, well yeah, he almost guessed it right, just in the wrong direction. <laughs> uh, dude, uh-huh. UFC. Like, I'm getting more excited for that. They did take another fight and put it on the main card. So the the pay per view will have five fights instead of four. Um and uh I don't know. I I, I Ronda Rouse is fighting, and I can't deny that I'm interested in that. I'm... Yeah, it's 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 a there's a lot on the line because it's not just a W. It's just a, it's not just a loss and a win. You know, this this feels like Ronda's whole career is on the line. Yeah, this feels like Ronda as a person is on the line. It's been built up as that at least. It feels like if she loses this, her her soul breaks in half, and she can no longer fight. When in fact, she probably is the best. You know, bantamweight fighter in the world. If if, if things, I, it doesn't make sense for her to come back against Nunez. Like I wouldn't have said yes to that if I were her. I'd have wanted to fight, not Holly Holmes either. I'd have wanted to find a third person. Bring Misha be, Tate out of retirement. Yeah, yeah, like, 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 like Misha's over there, bloodied and bruised from like the, uh-huh. the last fight. One Just of her face tits her. deflated. <laughs> like, like fucking <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's uh... both of those would be tough. It. I, I'm really looking forward to it though. I, I think it could go. Ronda could easily win this thing. She could armbar in the first round like she's done like eight or nine other people. But Anything could happen. I mean, if, if she can defend against 
I, I think if she can defend against the clinch the way that uh, Holly Holm did and not get thrown, then she's going to win. Even but I think if she gets... Ronda, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Ronda takes a lot of heat for her striking, but her striking looked pretty good against, I can't do her name. I call, apparently, Beche is wrong. It might just be Beche. Sure. We know what you mean. Yeah, names is my thing. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and of course, that woman is not an elite fighter. But, uh, you know, who knows? She's got knockout power in her hands. She took out Beche in 13 seconds. Uh, that's not likely with Nunez. Her name is Nunez. They've been calling her Nunez, but apparently that's wrong, according to Portuguese speakers. Mm. Who cares how the fuck the Portuguese say it, though? We say it our American way, as far as I'm concerned. It, <laughs> it's, it's, like, have you never heard anybody go, um, excuse me, it's it's not Paul, it's Paul. No, like, you yeah. never do that as a Portuguese person? Like, no, no, it's Kyle. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's, uh... <laughs> Excuse me. It's Kyle, not Kyle. You're right. We're all happy for you. You know, Nunez, 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 whatever. It doesn't matter. Nunes. But but I think she's going to win, though. I think she hits harder than Ronda. I I, th- I know she's faster than Ronda. Um, but I think if Ronda throws her on the ground and saps her energy for that first round, then, then it's a different fight in round two. And she might just break her arm in round one. The, but grappling. if she can defeat the clinch, if she can keep Ronda from grabbing her and throwing her, then Ronda's going to lose. I love grappling. And it's the thing I'm better at. So in my head, I like to think it's the more effective aspect of fighting. But the truth is, it really only seems to work. It, it seems like your grappling has to be twice as good as the other person's to, to finish submissions. When both people are black belts, there's no submission victory. Like, that yeah. just seems to be how it goes down. And Nunez is a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Like, she'll be hard to armbar. And I get, mm-hmm. you know, Ronda's an Olympian, but only judo. So, I don't know. It's judo. It, it, you know, it's. I, I think that she can defend against that judo throw. I, I was someone was saying pushing off of um, Holly Holmes. Uh, they pointed out how Holly Holmes was pushing off of um, Ronda's hips rather than uh, going to like an underhook and, and and a head sort of thing. I to, think I saw the to, same to, video. She had her block is it, out there. Is it Bo- what's that guy's name? Do- Boss Ruben. Uh, Boss Dan Ruben. Hardy is the one I was watching. Okay, I've watched a bunch of them, but okay. but they all say. I think the consensus globally among experts is that. You know, if, if Ronda grabs this chick, then the chick is going to go flying. If uh, she goes flying, they're going to get on the ground. If they go on the ground, then she's going to drag Nunez into deep water and sap her energy because Nunez is this fast muscle twitch, really can run out of energy quick if she's forced to fight for her life and get drugged into a dogfight kind of fighter, whereas Ronda seems like the better athlete maybe. I hear them saying that. I don't, Friday night, though. It's I, don't, gonna be fucking... I can't name all of Ronda's long fights where she proved that she's a five-round fighter. I mean, and has Ronda... She went to the third with Misha Tate, and that's like it in her whole UFC run. All of them first rounds, I think, uh, except Misha Tate, which was third. And... So is her conditioning probably not up to snuff? Well, uh, unproven, I don't think it's fair to it. say that. God, she looks good, though. Huh. She doesn't look soft. Mm-hmm. Um, like she has in the past, she she looks jacked. Those arms look look big and 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 she wide. Looks like and, Prime Ronda. Yeah, she looks very 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 strong, very good. Uh, um, it's gonna be a good fight. I, I'm really looking forward to it. Ronda looks good against Holly Holmes. She looked chunky. Fat yeah, is she, the wrong term to use. I mean, but compared to the Ronda that, like, compared to Prime Ronda, the Ring like, Girls did look 
that she didn't look as good as trim as the ring girls. Right. I well, mean, it, it, dude, her shorts in particular. Maybe they were just two sizes up or something, and it changed the way she looked. But I'm like, that's a lot of fucking ass on Rhonda that she doesn't normally have. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's but, hard to say. Well, dude, I, I hope she comes and, into this motivated and focused, and I want Rhonda to win and continue winning. That's the most entertaining thing. But what I actually think is going to happen is that Nunez is going to beat her, and then we won't really care about women's bantamweight fighting quite as much ever again. You know why I won't? Because she doesn't speak English. Because she speaks it very poorly. I, like, very I prefer for them to be American, but I demand that they speak my language. Otherwise, I just have a hard time being a fan. Can't connect with you. Yeah. Uh, you know, now you're just numbers on a sheet of paper. I could, now you're just a box score with no, no personality yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Connor's uh, I, easy to pull for. Right? He's, yeah. he's not American, but dude, he's Irish. That's like brother, you know? That's just another flavor of American. Yeah, and his English is great. You know, it might be better than our accent. Like, it's fun to listen yeah. to. So, I like know, it. Like, I, I, I'm not so. Is Zionist the right term? I don't know. But, uh, you know, that I can't root for anyone who's not American. I, but. You know, when they when they don't speak English, it's just hard to get on their team. Yeah, I've seen her interviews. They're bad, and I've seen. I don't know. I kind of focus on how the words she uses. She's got like a like a handful of phrases. Mm-hmm. So, oh yes, I'm a hundred percent. I'm great. Those are the only two where that that's that's all she's got. If, Did you know if, she if, was gay? Yeah. Well, she wears the the rainbow mouthpiece and really shows Who? it off. Fights Nunez. Yeah. Ah. I, to UFC's credit, it's not like part of their marketing at all. Like they just don't mention it. It's, it it's a Nunez isn't part of their marketing at all. <laughs> that's, that's actually true. But, you know, like, she she was when she was the challenger against Misha Tate. Um, yeah. You know, they kind of a little bit pushed both women. But uh, I don't know. I think it's – I feel like the ultimate right way to handle that is, well, look, there's way more interesting things about this person than the fact that she's gay. You know, she's Brazilian. Yeah. She's a great fighter. She's the champion. She's this. She's that. The fact that she's, you know – licking taint in her spare time is <laughs> not what this is about <laughs> so it ends up not being that big of a deal when like you realize that sports are a meritocracy or they should be because any sports that doesn't treat it as a meritocracy is going to fail because that's why people like sports like that's why remember the michael sam thing for the rams when they were like oh this gay guy is gonna you know be the first nfl player the first guy and then they drafted him they saw if he was good enough to play football and they were like honestly we don't care that you're gay you're just not good enough to be in the nfl like i'm sorry you're a practice squad guy you're not gonna make it like they could have had him out there and had him playing and be like Mm -hmm. you know this we're the first team you know the rams have a gay player but they're like no like this it does no. You you're not good enough to play. Yeah, they're like, it so is I like really them. hard to win. We cannot carry even a single player. You know. Oh, Taylor's got to run. But uh, yeah. I, I I there's no sport really where I think they just put them on the team or good spirited. Am I wrong? I'm trying to think. Yeah. Um, like there's definitely been like acts of charity and bullshit that, that have happened, but Back not really. I, I I think there's some story that I, I can't even recover the minor details up but it seems like there's some guy who has been allowed to remain on a roster somewhere for a a, a very long time so that he keeps health benefits like like oh yeah he, he's I ill or, or he has a child too. who's ill or something like that like do he needs the help down benefits. though or do they have him on injured reserve the whole time? I, I don't even know the sport we're talking about i just i i just have that vague memory of that there's a guy out there who's on a professional roster so that he maintains some benefits or something 
you know, because he needs them. And it's sort of this heartwarming, you know, goodwill kind of story. You know we're talking about, Taylor? Are you familiar with this story at all? Uh, I'm not. There's a guy. Yeah. I want to say he's a football player with a spinal injury, but I might have invented that. And he's just on the roster so that they can pay his bills for, like, years. Oh, I've heard of stuff like that. I don't know, though. Or, like, the same kind of thing where they're, like, um, you know, they sign him to – they sign, like, a kid with cancer to a one-day contract, and they do <laughs> stuff like that, which is I think is really sweet. Like, it's, it's silly, of course, but that's a kid that needs something in their life, you know, like, just – do something for him. Are they paying him one three hundred sixty fifth of the minimum salary? I hope. I'd come back with that if I was the kid. <laughs> so how much do I make you today? Three hundred eighty five dollars. Let's go. I've been here for it's hours. Probably a grand, <laughs> no right? way. It'd be I, like, yeah, you minimum you owe me. It's gotta be. Well, I was. I figured he'd been there for like four hours or something. Mm. He, oh, so like, you're yeah. segmenting it even yeah, further. You know, be fair. Fair. I'm not trying to twist your arm here. I've been here for five <laughs> hours though. Like at the end, like the beginning of the day, they're like, and you know what that means? You get paid one three sixty fifth of the minimum league salary. Then at the end of the day, like when they're writing the check, they're like, all right. Told you to get here this morning at 10. Didn't see you till 10.41, actually. <laughs> a little disappointing, but it's only one day, so what are we going to do? I wouldn't sign you to another one-day contract, I'll tell you that. And then, you know, you're having to leave a little bit early because of the cancer, and so that'll be three hours and 16 minutes of pay for you. You're, yeah, and you do forfeit that since you weren't here the minimum well. requirement. There are a lot of, of banned substances that you're on right now, it seems. So. <laughs> right. If, uh, morphine you're on right now, I, it'd kill any of our players. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, that would be an upset yeah. way to ruin a child. Oh, man, there was this story at Christmas where this kid was dying, and he was afraid he was going to die before Christmas. And so they had a, a guy who was like a mall Santa or something go in to, like, see the kid. And, like, before he goes in, before he goes into the, the hospital room, he tells the family members, he's like, look, if, you can, if you're going to cry when you come in, don't come in. And he's like, I need everybody to hold it together when I go in there. And he's, he's, he's like, I go to walk in. And none of them came with me. <laughs> he's like, I get to the bed, and he's he's like, hey, Santa. He's like, oh, hello there, young man. I, I heard you were afraid you were going to miss Christmas. And the kid's oh, like, oh, yeah, I'm dying. Can you help me, Santa? Help me, Santa. He's, <laughs> and the, the newscaster's like, what'd you do? He's like, well, I just hugged him, and, and then he died right there. He died right there. And I was like, oh, God, this is the saddest story ever. That is ever. heartbreaking. I look, I look next to me, my girlfriend's crying, like tears pouring down her face. <laughs> like this, this old Santa Claus is telling the saddest story of all time of the kid dying in his arms. And in wow. his head, he's like, I wanted to be around to like be uplifting. But he shows <laughs> up and a kid dies. And he's doing something nice, I bet. Like, there's no way it was actually Christmas. Like, he showed up. You know, they went through and they, you know, after the kid fell asleep the night before, they changed all the calendars in the room. They put decorations up. Nah, like, it, the kid knew it was early. Like, like that was the thing. Like, this is like, two, this is this is recent. This is like two weeks before Christmas. Like, the kid thinks he's going to die of cancer. And so they have Santa come in to give him a little Christmas talk. Hey, say what you want. Kid's not dumb. There you go. Yeah. You nailed he nailed that what one. he wanted. Yeah. yeah. You know what he did? He he hey. really traumatized that Santa's the rest of his life. Oh, God, right? Now every time a kid sits on his lap, he's just crying on the inside. <laughs> Santa, before you go, can I ruin the holiday season for you forever? <laughs> <laughs> You're clearly someone who, <clears throat> who cares very much about the holidays, and I <laughs> love nothing more than to die in your arms. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's sad. Have you guys ever seen anyone die? On the internet, dozens of times. 
in real uh, life? My grandmother like slipped into unconsciousness and then died shortly thereafter in front of me. Hmm. So, but but I don't think I you know like like I saw you, the like... I certainly didn't see the moment she she died though. No, I don't think I have either. I've seen animals die. Uh, I saw yeah. Jack die. I last I've killed animals. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I forgot. I, I put them to sleep and stuff, which kind of is like... That. You ever kill an animal with your bare hands? Uh, extreme hunting. I shot yeah. a squirrel. I've told that many times. And you had to finish it off with a strangle. You know? <laughs> Why would you die? You know? No, I don't think I've ever killed anything with my bare hands. Uh, Fish. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like seeing someone, seeing someone die in real life, like I feel like seeing all of it happen online may be like reverse helpful as to what you would think like you would like i feel like people have seen people die online in such gruesome ways that they've found a way to distance themselves from death but if you would see it in real life i think that illusion of i i can handle this would be shattered immediately and most people would like break down not like an old person dying of a disease that you saw long coming like someone you know being mangled in a car accident and like struggling to survive as like help is on the way or something like that I think would be way more impactful than people imagine. Just because we do get this like fake prep online of like, oh, I can watch this guy whose life is nothing like mine three million miles away behead this other guy who also is from an area three million miles away. Not to make too big a deal out of it. I was driving by a car accident and um, just as I passed it, they put the, like, like it was going super slow. And I saw them, I don't know if I saw them put the body on the gurney, but I definitely saw them pull the sheet over the face so you knew that they were dead and, and like start to wheel it towards the ambulance and uh it really like hit me that day i was like dude like somebody died on the freeway today and i saw them i was going yeah. home from work one night and a, a, an suv had overturned and rolled you know several times and when it does that everything all the glass gets shattered and all the things that are in the car get dispersed across the interstate I've done that. and among those items are things just randomly on the road were three bodies wrapped in fucking like sheets on them and they had like road flares thrown out everywhere and like that's like on the way home from work at like 9 30 10 o'clock at night it's just like fuck they didn't make it home shit ah it was when I did that <laughs> the bystanders that like pulled over to help me and stuff were so nice they collected all my money i had like ah. 32 singles or something because i was broke person and that's the, the way i carried my money at <laughs> <laughs> singles and uh and yeah they like like money was like blowing down the interstate and stuff and they gathered it all up and put it in like this duffel bag i had and it was very did nice you see anything during your accident kyle like a breaking bad moment like you know that season where the you just see that toy animal floating in the pool and then you find out oh it found it found its way into a pool because a plane exploded and everything fell down in there and <laughs> and you know it was a whole I tragic thing you know if i if i if, that is not a spoiler for anyone who thinks that's a spoiler that's been out for years and you know it's it, it was the creepy point of the plane like I, did that tie into the plane they seem to spend oh a lot yeah of time it tied, on, that, well, that tied well, in big time well, because see, the whole, the whole season, you were wondering what disaster had befallen Walter White's home because they just show you this black and white sort of panning footage of his pool and such. And there's, I, I don't remember exactly what you're seeing, but you're seeing burning wreckage. Thing. You're seeing, like, money in the pool at one point. You see a body. 
and the car is damaged. It looks, from the outside looking in, if you don't know that this freak accident happened because Walt allowed this girl to die, and her father couldn't focus as an air traffic controller, and then he let a fucking air, airliner collide. You don't know all that. You think hmm. the cartel came. They fucking came to Walt's house, and, the, and if the cartel came to Walt's house, then it's all out in the open. You know, and that's like th- season three or something. You know, it's way too early for it all to be out in the open. Um, it, and and, it, and so it was a real like shit. How's he gonna get it. out of this one? So, so it was because he so, watched that girl die. Like I think she choked on her own vomit or something. And her father yeah. was a flight controller, and her and he didn't do a good job, so they had an airplane crash. I yes. didn't know all that was the downstream. Yeah, that's that. why he. That's why he when he when Walt, they have that school, you know, come together after the fact remembrance thing with the big chorus of all the kids there, and they're having the faculty talk in the gym, and they're all like, "This is such a tragedy," you know. Walt, you'd like to say something, and his like whole spiel was like, you know, in the grand scheme of airplane tragedies, this is ranked seventh. Did you know that? <laughs> Seven, there are six, or no, like 17th, not even in the top 10. Not even in the top 10. In the U.S., did you know, in 1988, a, cl- a crash over Nevada caused 600 deaths because it collided into whatever. Did you know in Arizona the following year? And then he goes through and everybody's like, oh, this is so wildly inappropriate to go. To, it'd be like showing up at a funeral and be like, yeah, grandma was great. Let's remember grandpa, you know, who died so Sucked long into ago. a thresher. You know? Yeah, now that was a painful a death. Grandma went in her sleep. Just think about Grandpa getting sucked into that thresher, yeah. <laughs> alone and afraid in the field. Right? So now he, Grandma's death doesn't seem so bad, does it? So does his it? speech was designed to make himself feel better, like it wasn't yeah, that big a tragedy? Himself. He's like, you know, this, this wasn't the worst thing that ever happened. Like, there have been, uh, you know, his analytical brain, there's 16 other instances that were far worse than this one. There were, they were neither one was a full flight. Both flights had 20 empty seats, and, you know, thank God for small miracles, or whatever he said. And <laughs> it was a look on the bright side, cut your losses here kind of moment for him, and it's just kind of flowing through him because he has to speak publicly. It's a, yeah, I love that show. It's great. Um, yeah. But, yeah, all that shit was his fault. And and so, like, those, those, like, cold opens at the beginning of the show or whatever you call them where, you know, you're getting those little slices of the future, and, and it doesn't add up to what you think it does that i love that part because the you know wonderful writing that show yeah <sighs> better call Saul. Break. when's that come back on soon i hope i gotta come on soon right probably in january or no. march i know I like um, show, it's always sunny comes soon uh rick and morty's gotta be soon did you guys uh, see we... the link i gave you the like two and a half minutes of stuff from the season yeah yeah, I'm yeah, excited for that. For I think more. there's a code up in the corner. You can see that it's like episode six of the season. They're doing 14 episodes this season. That's, Rick and Morty's uh, going to disappoint. I'm calling it. Damn it. I'm calling Woody it. already called it. <laughs> no, I called it. It doesn't disappoint. Boom. <laughs> oh, damn. Well, we can't both be right. And it's subjective. And so I can't be wrong. I, I just feel like um, it's on such a high. The two seasons were so special. There's all this like built-in subtlety. I... Uh, and it seems like they're rushed or something. No, they've had so long. But, yeah, they're fucking about. Like, I don't know. I just think they lost. I think they're off their game. I hope I'm wrong. But that's what I think is going to happen. I, I think they'll do well. I, I'm hoping they do well yeah, I got for high the same hope. reason. 14, you know, 14 episodes this year instead of, like, 8 or 10 or whatever it was last year. Like, there are more episodes this year than, than there are total. 
Like we're gonna like Is double right? our Rick and Morty content or something like that. that eh, that's probably not accurate. I think the first season had like but nearly double six then. or eight, and then the second season had like eight or ten, and now we're getting fourteen. So I think they both had ten. They didn't. So much bigger commitment this time around. A lot more episodes. I'm excited. I like Rick and Morty. Uh, I've been watching a lot of um, I don't know Rick and Morty dissecting videos where they find stuff in the background and stuff. There's a lot of testicles in the background animation, just an- just huge balls floating around in the background and stuff in some scenes. I thought that was funny. I would like another... Uh, I miss Fargo Season 1. I-, I wish I want something else like that. I, I really missed that. I saw that... Um, what's his name? Um, not Woody Harrelson, the other one. Matthew McConaughey said that he was open to doing uh, the True Detective Season 3. Hmm. I think there were 11 in the first season. Yeah, there's 11 in the first season, 10 in the second season. Really? Um, YouTube I, lied to me. <laughs> YouTube lied to you. I, I watch, uh, or I, I rarely go on Ask Reddit because it's always stupid questions framed to not seem too sexual, but really it's a horny 17-year-old that wants to masturbate to what he perceives to be women commenting about something that he thinks is sexy. Um, so I don't usually go, and when you when you get past that barrier, when you go right past that barrier, it's nothing but dumb puns that everybody votes to the top, and you don't get any good answers. But every once in a while, there's a good one, and I found one that was uh, what's the creepiest thing to happen on the internet? And I always like when I see stuff like that, I like to click it because it's always like something unnerving that you haven't seen before. Yeah, video links of actual stuff. What? Like just kind of using this as a jumping off point. I, I'm sure you could go through this and find. Lots of stuff, but what's something that you've seen on the internet that, like, it doesn't have to be like so crazy that everybody thought it was revolting. So, Maybe just something that just you. There's like, these uh, there's these vacation pictures of this couple where it's just like two of them, and uh, one of them like walks out on this like, I think they're the, they're at, like the Grand Canyon or something, and one of them walks out onto this rock formation, and the other one is way pretty far away taking the photo, and it was just the two of them. But when you look in the photos, there was another individual hiding in the bushes behind the person who's out on the rock, on the rock, like hiding there, like de- not definitely not like a hiker. Like there's someone in the bushes, like ducked down, hiding, like they're getting ready to like push him off that thing or something. It's very terrifying and unnerving when you like zoom, zoom, zoom. You're like, oh fuck! <laughs> did they did? <laughs> Well, I'm. I need to find this picture now. They, and like, they didn't see the pic, and they didn't know about it until the you know the film was developed and everything. You know, it's hidden person in hiking picture. This has to. This has to find something, right? That sounds good, dude. Mine is really good. It is. A, I, it doesn't work for the show because it's a long read. It, it'll take you thirty minutes or so. But um, it's about these two spelunkers, and uh, mm. they're like really hardcore into spelunking, and they find a a new place to go, but they have to like carefully like chip it away and make the the opening like they can see on the other side that there's like a room or like a place to be, but they have to like you know they work forever and apparently like because there's not much room it's hard to open the space that they need to crawl through and they work on that for days and like creepy shit's happening like they think they hear i'll stop there but that link i gave you um welcome to the page of ted if anyone wants to find it 
and it's an angel fire website like old school it is so scary and i i i'm not even sure what's true and what's not but because there's pictures along the way that document like their journey it's welcome crazy. to the page of Ted. Oh man, this is a spooky website already because it's all bl it's white text on a black background. This guy's setting the stage. He Dude, wanted to make a spooky website. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> it's really good. I hope that you guys read it. I know Taylor's a big reader. I, I think Hal I'm on it. Too. Yeah, I'll give it a go. Please do. I, I, I like <laughs> stuff like this where the scariness is all in the events and it's not like you click it and there's some loud gif with noise that just screams at you it's like you're being spooked to the core by just the content of it like you get that shiver of like ooh, like yeah. you, something that shiver you doesn't that happen when you get surprise scared that uh that picture i just sent you that red car behind be, beside the uh the boy and the father is a car bomb and right after the picture is taken it goes off and it kills 29 people but not the man and the child Holy shit. How does that even happen? If it killed 29 people. Maybe that's why it's a creepy them. photo. Oh. Huh. Jesus, that's creepy. The internet has some good content, man. It's the whole planet contributing to it. Have you you've probably seen 20 years. It's uh, the live suicides on air where people like uh, who is the there was a reporter that shot himself while reporting. And I don't remember what his name was. It wouldn't be but a politician I, you're thinking of, would it? No, it was a guy who... I don't think it was a politician. It was. It, maybe it was a politician. It was someone on TV. I thought it was a reporter. And right in the middle of reporting, he just kills himself. There's like, one right, that, like, that I know of. Um, he's a politician. He was a crooked politician. And um, he's doing like a press conference or something. But whatever happened, like it, if I remember it right, it unfolded that just then... Any hope of him getting away with this was gone. That you know he was going to be embarrassed. He was going to go to prison. His family would live in shame, and they had him dead to rights. But they only had just recently like got him dead to rights. Prior to that, it was like maybe I could get out of this. I don't know. So um, he's talking to like a room full of people, and I think there's a podium there too. And uh, he pulls a gun to his head, and they're like, "Don't do it, Jim." I think his name was Jim. And he does it. And he shoots his own brains out in front of everybody. He's like, stay back now. This thing's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> is that what he's, is that it? You think it's something like one? that? Yeah. Yeah. He says something like now. He's like, all right, now this thing's dangerous. Everybody back now. Don't anybody get hurt. Bam. And then like so much blood comes out of his nose. So much blood. Yep. You guys have way more blood this. than you think comes out of a nose when you die. And then you realize there's a lot of blood in your brain. And when you turn that to sewage and soup, it just starts pouring out. On a related up. note, uh, one time, it, I, I've told the story many times. We were going to the boardwalk. My arm was in a sling. Guy talks trash. We turn around. Now I'm in the front of the group. Guy broke my nose, right, while my arm was in a sling. And uh, it bled so much. So much. I was like, I remember, like, half concussed, confused, what have you, thinking, that's a lot of blood. That is just it is such a tremendous amount of blood. And I was disappointed in myself because... I was not interested in fighting. Now, granted, I'm still groggy from, like, anesthesia and shit and just laying down. I, I should go easy on myself. But sometimes, like, you break a guy's nose and it really just takes the fight out of him. And that happened to me. And uh, I was like, fuck, are you a pussy? Like, what's, your, what's the story with you? One broken nose and you stop fighting? But that day I did. That day, and there's so much blood. And I was just very discouraged from, care, from doing anything.
dick sucker punched me while I was paralyzed. Bud Dwyer's suicide. <laughs> That's that was his name, Bud Dwyer. Someone has loud audio. Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking through this uh, this page trying to find more. Wow, it's on things. a it's on a website called bestgore.com. <laughs> I don't want to go to bestgore.com. <laughs> I've got it. I'm gonna just bookmark this <laughs> for a rainy day. That'll get me off hard. Do you know you can still you can still send messages to the Heaven's Gate cult because they left one guy behind? That's good because we're gonna need to get in touch with them in hell. Um, with him. Yeah. Oh, you mean all the people that killed themselves? There yeah. were children in that too. Well, that's like, the way it works. Yeah. You think God's really strict about that? He'd be like, um, "Well, were they baptized? Didn't yeah, think so." But probably in some spooky Jonestown baptism yeah, in Flavorade. Um, <laughs> Lake of Fire for them, my friend. If horrific stuff is your cup of tea, rotten.com. This thing's Ah, oh, that's from back in high school. I, I don't like stuff that's just horrific and gore and blood and watching people die like that. I like these like picture stories, just like Ted's. I'm so glad you linked me to this Ted's thing because this is the kind of thing I'll read and like where it's like you're reading it and the spookiness is in the story. It's not in someone trying to gore you into being scared, which is scary. It's just not the the spooky it, scary that you want in these stories. In the same way that like a good developing horror movie that, that shocks you to your core beats a jump scare. You know, yeah, exactly. Like a jump scare ruins scary movies because it tells you exactly when you're okay. Oh, jump scare. I'm good for two minutes or so. Dude, you know, because they're they, people recommended Lights Out. I think that's what it's called. It was a recent horror movie. You're familiar with it? Yeah, I we think were talking the, about that. The Blind Guy, right? Uh, no, that's no. the one where they flip the lights on and off. Oh. We watched the trailer to it on the it show. Sucked. And it's, it's, lights Out huh. is awful. That is a shitty, shitty horror movie that everyone seemed to think was good. Like that, everyone thought that like it was a deep or the twist, dude. It's a it's a crappy movie. It's a bad movie full of bad action scenes, and it, there's nothing redeeming about it. It is a caricature of a horror film that it just. Oh. Yeah, if you, glad I didn't uh, watch that then. I've I've never been to Rotten.com. I just clicked it, and this is a very muted looking website for the name of the things that it's posting. <laughs> they got Meat Grinder 2. It was, a, it was such a big hit that they had to do another one. <laughs> it, it's, just, it's just described as very unfortunate kitchen mishap. <laughs> um, Dr. Sputnik's society pages, updated daily, celebrity gossip and news. That's, so, that's more interesting to me than uh, Myanmar hack job. Uh, just because this person's posting about celebrities in between posting run for your life videos, knife fight, and nostalgia pan Asian kink. What is yeah. this? I'm not clicking on any of these things. I clicked on porno on the left because I don't know, I guess that's just how I'm wired. It went to a memory. bad link. <laughs> I was like, oh, this old site is like broken links. It, it, it when I clicked on it, it took me to some like, "Hey, would you like to buy this domain like placeholder page?" What man? This is a jaded motherfucker. The content guy at Rotten.com. <laughs> I know. 
try getting the content guy at Rotten.com to enjoy your Christmas party or something. <laughs> like, there is no way. You try and talk about work or anything. Like, hey, yeah, we got a good deal. Like, it's, you know, great commission on this, that, and the other thing. Oh, it's great, man. Yeah, I, I posted a, a video of a coyote eating a, an infant's scrotum while a bunch of <laughs> Ukrainian men laughed. I did that about 9.15 this morning, right, as I had <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing at 9.15 this morning? <coughs> Soon afterward, I masturbated to someone with an amputee, a fetish I never anticipated myself having to now have by default because I've ruined my mind. <laughs> I've ruined my mind. It's a, it's a, a cesspool of... It's the only way I can finish now. Yeah, it's and the, only, the only next step is I'll have to masturbate while I watch the actual limbs be amputated. That's coming. I almost choked my cat to death. <laughs> I'd get well, off on ISIS videos. Yeah, My cat is also into erotic asphyxiation. He's he's in on it. Yeah, it's a do or die situation for him. Yeah, yeah we both <laughs> choke ourselves and watch. <laughs> you and your cat. Oh, yeah, dude. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching MSNBC content, like expose all this stuff that Trump is doing. <sighs> Viewed through that lens, he is a very corrupt motherfucker. <laughs> he is like like. The percentage of his cabinet that were like major donors is unprecedented. Exxon, that WWE appointment that I like so much, I'm like, she's a small business. Third biggest donor. She was his third biggest donor. Um, Rex Tillerson, or whatever his name is, has like no government experience. And apparently, as Exxon goes, they did a lot of shit that was like against America's best interests, like, you know, halfway trader stuff. Um, it worked in, it worked well, it's, it's not, to be, to be fair, it's, yeah. It, when you're working for ExxonMobil, that is your country. Like your your That's interest is in the best of ExxonMobil. If yeah. you're if you're a global company, you don't play favorites <laughs> with, you know, certain countries. Or it's not good business to you're, be like, oh yeah, well I want to make sure that everybody knows I'm all about the USA with this company. So, I mean, it sounds weird to say that, but yeah, like his job, he has to facilitate whatever the best deal is. I hear is. you. I, we'll see whether or not he can change gears as he goes into his next yeah, job, we'll see. or whether he's just secretly working for his old one because that's where the money, that's where the bread is buttered. You know, I don't know. I don't. It's very scary. If you watch MSNBC, a terrible thing has happened to our nation. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch MSNBC, you know the the apocalypse is on like day four. Like, yeah. we're, we're already in the middle of it. Like, we're not even debating if it's going to happen. Like, he hasn't taken office yet. Not ready. The world is crumbling. Like, like no. If you it's, watch it's, Fox, you know, be all right. he's responsible for the good economy over the last couple of years. So, uh, yeah. Yep. Well, it hasn't really been a good economy the past couple of years, and... so you should not be taking credit for that. Well, I'm happy with my portfolio. So... I'm really looking forward to the man taking office and uh, and and starting to see what he'll do. I do believe that we're going to see what you predicted, Woody, and that is that oh, Congressman McGill Congressman McGillicuddy from the great state of Texas is holding things up. Well, let me just tweet about him. Excuse me, I'd like to talk to the good people of Texas right now about Congressman McGillicuddy, who's taking money out of your pocket right fucking now by not voting on this tax cut. That's for you. That's for you. You pay more because of McGillicuddy. That should be his slogan next year. You know, yeah. like, like it's going to be real bad for Mr. McGillicuddy. He's not going to get elected. Yeah. I, like, he pointed his Twitter account at Megyn Kelly. You think he won't do it at McGillicuddy? He will. <laughs> <laughs> he will. I hope that not only does he do that, but it sets a new precedent that, like, yeah. whoever is president after Trump, uh, you know, carries on with that practice. He uses the fucking. Um, Bully pulpit. Uh, the, the POTUS at Twitter.com account, like the real one. And uh, I think his has more more followers, though. Oh, so. it's it dominates the president's account 
as far as actual activity. If I'm just guessing off the top of my head, I think the president's got like 11 million, 12 million, and Donald's got like 17 million, which are both shockingly low numbers when you look at Justin Bieber and Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, yeah, it. Uh. It's it's worth noting that, you know, all the politicians have bought followers and stuff. I don't know if the POTUS one does or not. Uh, I think I'm sure they all do. Fair to they say advertise that. them every night on the nightly news, though. You would think Donald Trump's Twitter would be going bananas. Like he should have 400 million followers. It, it has gone. Like I remember during the election, he had like 12. Like at one point, Hillary had like 10 million, and T Trump had like 11, 12 million. And Nine and I just a half remember million looking. of Hillary's were fake. I know. Yeah, it. And, and you just guarantee because like Hillary's tweeting out things to 10 million people, everyone in Chicago, in the whole air, metro area. And then grab a little bit of Detroit, too. Throw that in. She's tweeting to that many people. I'm like, 400 of them like it. It's like there's no <laughs> fucking yeah. way. Yeah, Donald that, gets like 30,000, 40,000 likes and retweets and stuff like that. Yeah. like and, and it's just because I think the novelty of Trump, the way he's used his Twitter, has gotten him more following. because They you, mention it every night on TV, on the nightly say, news. Oh, yeah, they talk does, about yeah. it all day on the radio. His Twitter is a bigger news story than Hillary Clinton. Like, 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 like it's, it, they talk about it constantly. It's, it, it's shocking to me that it's not bigger. He has such a bully pulpit with that. It's interesting. It's so convenient, right? Like, he could just write 140 characters and own the news cycle, which I feel like no one else is. We've got done. some breaking news right now. That's right. Donald Trump just has responded via Twitter, and, uh, and they just read his fucking tweet, tweet. I would love it if he started posting, like, stupid shit like everyone else does. Like, hey, my Sponsored breakfast content. looks fantastic. There's, like, pictures of his IHOP breakfast. Food. Oh, oh yeah, that'd be great. Service. Like, 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 ripping on the White House cooking staff. Like, absolutely <laughs> going to have to bring in a couple of my favorite Mexicans to make these taco bowls. And then, <laughs> then send that tweet out. And people are going to be like, what the fuck? What were you meaning? Oh, uh, you know, I get I just, you know, four in the morning, needed a taco bowl, back to bed. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they they put a little bit away. Yeah. He does. Some people true. do that. I bet it is true. He's, he, he is... Like, CNN has anchors whose job is to sit in the war room at, like, four in the morning just in case something happens. And those guys are like, Ted, wake up, wake up. Trump just tweeted something. Fuck, fuck, something happened in Aleppo. We got to figure this out. All right, real quick. Like, and they're doing it. And meanwhile, Trump somehow figured it out and tweets about it. Obviously, he gets, Trump gets 2% of the information, but he's made up his mind. Yeah. He knows. He knows. He knows what's happened. He keeps getting it right for the most President part. President-elect Trump. There's a situation going down in Aleppo, and we just have to inform you that uh, I already understand what's going on, and I know how to respond. So <laughs> quick, I'm going to tweet about this fat pig, Rosie O'Donnell, and then I will get straight to that. <laughs> she's not just fat. She's ugly. She's yeah. ugly and fat, and, and she's got sad. a she's got a junkyard yeah, mouth. Sad. Now let's talk if. A lot of talk about Aleppo. Sad in Trump's world. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm going to go on a brief Tom Arnold tangent, and then I will be back to Aleppo. You know. <laughs> oh man, is he, he hasn't addressed the Tom Arnold stuff, has he? What's the know. Tom Arnold stuff? I don't think. I uh, to Tom, Tom Arnold claims he did like, "Hey, I've got a bunch. Oh. I've got everything in the bag." He and then has everybody's the, like, the "Yeah, Tom Arnold has it." Yeah, she, okay. Well, he was you, on you're this Apprentice. big I hate Trump guy, and you so have like, like, the, how bomb, the bag the, whole the time? as like a as like a he was one of the celebrity apprentices though. They don't let those guys in the back room with the tapes and shit, right? Well, like, and, and he claimed was... that hundreds of people have seen and heard this shit, and we all know somebody would have been like fucking. Boop, I guess what it and gotten that audio. The claim is that. There was kind of like a funny rap party show. You know what I'm talking about? At the end of the season, they take like outtakes and stuff. And um, 
and that on that there is Trump saying a lot of regrettable things and that he has a copy of it. Yeah, calling his kids retards and and saying the the say nigger and cunt and you know anything anything bad you could possibly say. I think Tom Arnold's lying um, because if that existed, we'd have seen it by now. We'd have at least lying. heard the audio. We'd have heard the audio if that was a thing out there by if now. If like if like uh, Kelly and Conway tweeted out like you know thank God this didn't leak prior to the election you know and it came out like yeah that that she would never do that but it's someone who was on Trump's side like obviously someone who hates Trump is going to say, if they really want attention because they haven't been relevant since the early 90s, they'll say, oh, I've got everything in the bag. Oh, you should release it. No, 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 no. Trust me. I've got it. You know, <laughs> yeah, show us, Tom Arnold. Show us. Like, you're finally relevant, relevant again. Show us what you have. Ah. Have you, you seen my friend David me. Smith? No. He's got some golden tablets in a hat. Yeah. Come here. Can I see him? No, no, no. He'll read them for us. He, he's, he's the one who sees them. Now, so I'll show you guys eventually, but I'm doing stand-up down at a Mexican food cart in downtown L.A. No, that's you know, a Trump move right there. For, yeah. He's <laughs> using the, the limelight to pimp his shit. That I is... love that. I love that. I hope he does that in, like, those the, in like official presidential duties. I hope he's, like, somewhere, like, doing some, at a you know, state of in the union. In the Rose Garden. And, like, you know, don't forget, we're running half-price sales on Trump steaks. I, I, I wouldn't like it if it was that self-serving, but I wish he'd, like, mention some American products right now. Like, I just want to thank DuPont and, uh, and, and Dabisco for, uh, for keeping their factories here in, in, in the great state of Washington. Uh, a couple companies didn't take the big step, though. That was, uh, and he's got a list there. He's like, Mark Wallaby, CEO of General Motors. He's an asshole. Like, I just see him, like, throwing people under the bus constantly. It's, it's fun you, to see you know, him do that. I hope he doesn't start a nuclear war with his Twitter, though, as some are proposing he could do. That doesn't I, seem likely. No, he's not going to start. That's ridiculous. He's not going to start a nuclear war with Twitter. Like, like, uh, the, the, <laughs> like the king, president, or the, like the, all the uh, chairman, that little oligarchy of people in China, like, they're all sitting there in a boardroom. Like, you know, we can't let him do this on the Twitter anymore. <laughs> it is too powerful. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, they would just say, actually, uh, most uh, Americans uh, do not care for him. I say we let him keep tweeting, you know? <laughs> it is a good point, I think it's more North Korea, though. <laughs> so, like, they say that North Korea's, like, war plans include an early nuclear strike against uh, definitely South Korea and maybe even Japan. Like, like that's what his plan is if, if something goes off. So maybe a spook Kim Jong-un with, you know how Trump likes to go off. I remember a while back he was talking about killing that guy. They asked him, like, were you talking about assassination when referring to Kim Jong-un? And Trump's like, hey, there are worse things. You know, like maybe Trump tweets something like that about killing Kim Jong-un and Kim Jong-un hits the big red button. I imagine he's got an actual big red button that he can mash to make make missiles fire. But right. the, the door... And it's I like know... on his desk next to the red phone. And if they put paper, like there's a manila folder on it, he hits it by accident. Yeah, it's just... Just, yeah it just it, it happens. Yeah. You know, we've just been very lucky that cap on top. It's just there exposed on the desk. <laughs> it's just like a that was easy button from Target or whatever. Oh, Who had that? Uh, that was easy. Desk? Yeah, Staples. Yeah. Staples. Yeah, or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah, like Woody, like he's getting the intro from Obama. And Obama was <laughs> like, be really careful about that button. Knocked a uh, glass over onto it on the first day. Almost ruined the world. You know, uh, learn since then. Just wanted to keep your heads up. You know? There are no good. safety measures. You know. <laughs> uh, do you remember we used to play? Uh, um, I used to play with T Mart, uh, Call of Duty, all the time. Almost every night I play with T Mart, 
And um, he had a that was easy button he'd use when people talk trash. At the end of games after we won, he'd play that was, you know, that was easy into the mic at game battle, stuff like that. It was, it was outstanding. <laughs> yeah, and he was so sweet. Like, I don't think he could deliver a harsh message, but he had an automated one that worked just fine. <laughs> I think I'm going to get on and play in a little bit. Yeah, uh, and play too. Chiz and I got on last night and just had the worst time ever. Just, just, just lots of bad luck. Just Sometimes kept getting it goes like that. Thrown into bad lobbies and <clears throat> just, just, just half done games. And we joined one game. We were on the bad end of Bog, and it was just, 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 just the worst things that could happen. A couple of bad shipment games. We were playing against full parties. It was no fun at all last you night. You need just one slaughter monster. Like, you know, oh, are we on the wrong side of Bog? That's okay. Socrates is here. So, you know, he just is like a police canine dog. Like, get him, Socrates! Get him! Get him all! You know, and then the helicopters are going. We had a guy. He turned out to be a, a stealing scumbag, but his name was... Um, <laughs> Great Econ, though. <laughs> yeah. Stole I, those he, flags, too. He stole from me. I never got past it. His name was like Prey Mantis or something. I forgot the exact name. But... Um, Holy uh, shit, I remember... I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. That's a weird way. That it wasn't that. That wasn't his gamer type, but it was something like that. Yeah, I didn't. Huh. Yeah, and uh, we were playing. The other team was just brutal to play against. I think they were using all like noob tubes, and it was Modern Warfare Two. And That's what was I'm it called about. a thumper or something like the the yeah. second. And uh, it was just no fun to play against. And we were like, dude, this is terrible. Can you get a nuke? And he's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and I swear, it takes 25 kills, right? It took him maybe 60 seconds. And, yeah, and he's calling the nuke in. And it was just outrageous. <laughs> it's, like this is, it's like cheating to have him on your team. But he was so good. That's what you needed. A Prey Mantis or whatever his name was. Yeah. You guys want to call it a show? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. My leg right. hurts. From these, I think these Yeezys are cutting off the blood circulation <laughs> of my feet. I think, I think a, that glue may, may have seeped into my pores. From substandard no. materials. No, they're the only uh, sneaker with lead leap trademark. <laughs> <So> toxic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, we use genuine mercury and lead. <laughs> <laughs> PKN, PKN, 124. 124.